Hello and welcome to the Passenger Seat Podcast, a podcast designed to fill your passenger seat with chat about classic cars, all recorded from my 1968 Morris Minor Peggy. I'm Becca and today I'm driving home from my parents' house. Uh, I've visited them yesterday uh, to get some work done on Peggy's gearbox and also uh, incidentally the fan belt and then popped back today to uh, go out for some tea and cakes with my mum. We left Peggy on my parents' driveway and uh, went out for some tea and cakes and then uh, just heading back now. So a little nice day out for me and uh, Peggy only had to do half of the work so that was nice. My quirk of classic car ownership for you today is that often when we hear a slightly unusual noise coming from our car, we fear the worst. I don't know if you noticed, but Peggy was making some slightly unusual noises in the uh, podcast recorded about the holiday. And I feared the worst. I thought it was gearbox noises. I thought it was clutch noises got some advice and was suggested that maybe we change the oil in the gearbox or checked that there was oil in the gearbox and so we did that but also whilst doing some other kind of routine checks seeing as we had her all jacked up we realized that actually the fan belt had kind of got a little bit loose and it hadn't been something we thought of given that she was so recently fitted with a fan belt given the switch over to the alternator but turned out that the sound may have just been that the entire time and um, but she's certainly happier for a change of gearbox oil even though her Ford Type 9 box claims to have oil for life uh, it certainly did not come out smelling or looking that wonderful for a car and uh, seems to be running not much different today um, but the noise is definitely gone regardless of what that was and uh, we feared the worst but then when I got back in her and tested that everything was okay I heard another slightly different noise and I again panicked and it turned out that it was just the alternator doing its job that it perhaps hadn't been doing quite so well because of the loose fan belt so they do like to panic us these classic cars uh, as well as make us smile and very happy. So, as promised, today's podcast is a little chat about our visit to Bewley in a bit more detail, kind of what we saw there, what we enjoyed, and whether we'd recommend it to somebody else. Uh, as I said in the previous podcast where I touched on it, it was somewhere that I'd been before with a group of classic cars. We'd filled kind of half of the car park with a group of singers and got some nice photos of us all in the car park and uh, gone for a little bit of a walk around the National Motor Museum there. But we decided to go back this time because Jamie, my partner, hadn't been and I really wanted to take Peggy to say that she'd been there to get some photos and things and also just to see if anything had changed and when we were looking kind of on the website 
I'd realised that when I'd been previously, I hadn't seen things like the uh, house or the abbey or the gardens in all that much detail. We'd primarily just done the uh, motor museum and the uh, top gear bit. So we figured it'd be a, a bit more of a day out than I remembered it being if we did all of those things. So we went on the Thursday of our holiday, pre-booked our tickets given uh, the times and um, arrived kind of just before our allotted slot. Stood in the queue, um, I actually got stung in the queue but it was uh, pretty easy to deal with, it wasn't too bad. Um, but the drive over had been really quite pleasant. If you're down in the area you've really got to make uh, the most of driving through the really beautiful new forest. It's such a unique and interesting driving experience and uh, we'd had a really lovely scenic drive over. I'd actually diverted us a little bit from kind of the suggested Google Maps trip uh, to see a little bit more, to see some more kind of interesting bits that we hadn't already seen on our, on our drives through thus far. And it really was uh, a very pleasant drive over. We'd booked in for I think the 11, 11 o'clock um, entry. So we had a little bit of time in the morning to make the most of uh, kind of having a lovely drive in the lovely weather, being stopped by cows and, and horses and things like that. And um, generally enjoy driving the car on our holiday. So we got there just before 11. We had the lovely chat that I mentioned with the gentleman in the car park who was interested in buying a Morris Minor and then headed in. Obviously as you kind of get straight into uh, the part where the motor museum is through the car park entrance and uh, we started off actually with the cars on screen section which was quite interesting and uh, nice to see some very familiar cars and uh, the meme that had been going around at the time about every blue car from the 60s being the car from Harry Potter was for once actually true and uh, then we went through to the Top Gear section really cool to see some of the interesting contraptions that they'd built uh, during Top Gear in the flesh uh, a few cars that I didn't recognise because they're from some of the newer series that I haven't kept up with as much. But again, a really interesting and, and unique feature of uh, Bewley is, is that Top Gear section that's, that's well worth a look. I remember it slightly differently um, when we went, when there was a kind of the COVID restrictions. There was the little bit at the beginning where you could kind of saw a load of clips from the TV show and things and really immerse yourself in kind of some memories of those vehicles before you see them but obviously cramming a load of people into a dark room all together is not something that's very social distance friendly at the moment uh, so that there was kind of just clips playing over and over in there that you could stand and watch for a bit or you could just go straight through to the cars 
and again really interesting to see such kind of creations in the flesh and see kind of up close how they'd dealt with some of the challenges that they'd been put through. We then headed over to the Motor Museum. Uh, it's one big kind of building that had a one-way system put in place at the time and the one-way system was quite well set up to make sure that you saw absolutely everything in the museum and uh, kind of led you round and through. It was really warm in there and um, the kind of building itself doesn't lend itself to being um, particularly cool because of the big glass roof and things but it is incredibly well lit and lovely to kind of see the details of the cars uh, as a result of that but it meant that if you kind of popped out to get some air um, it could be quite difficult to get back in and back to where you were with the one-way system that was in place but it is a really interesting museum there's a lot of very early cars um, my parents actually have some placemats with uh, some very early kind of 1900s 1920s cars and I remember the first time we went there we realized that most of those were photos of cars from the Bewley Museum taken on the Bewley estate and it's nice to kind of see such early examples of those cars in such beautiful condition those being the kind of cars that really got um, the family involved and interested in the cars and, and starting that motor museum. So really beautiful uh, examples of those. And then you kind of led through to some, in, at least in the one-way system, to uh, the motorcycles, quite a good example of those. Um, obviously we saw a lot more of those at the Sammy Miller Museum, but regardless, it was very interesting to uh, see some of those. They had again some really early examples there that were well worth uh, a good close look at. You can get quite close to a lot of the cars in um, Bewley in kind of comparison to Gaydon though it's not nearly as detailed or as close as that. They are really behind um, barriers in, in the large majority of cases but um, some really lovely cars that you can still get quite a good look at. You then head down past uh, the one that only, well actually there's a few of them, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I remember seeing that and getting photos there uh, a few years ago now and it's just such an iconic car to see and to be able to see it as closely as you can there it's not really massively buried off so you can see little details like the, the serpents and uh, things that really make the car so intricate and unusual and things that perhaps you didn't spot whilst watching the films uh, so so good to see um, Chitty and um, a really kind of one of one of the very beautiful examples of Chitty that's out there downstairs there's some really interesting exhibits about things like uh, sat navs and, and navigation in general 
kind of predating uh, sat-navs using maps and even kind of other techniques like tulip maps and things which is quite an interesting little exhibit there's another kind of little exhibit about um, brakes and, and tires and things so if you're really kind of interested in the, the nitty gritty details of um, classic cars and, and cars evolving uh, there are some really fantastic uh, little displays about those as well some further kind of cars all displayed uh, down the bottom including uh, Jamie's favorite uh, a Jenison interceptor in a beautiful red color but a lot of the cars down the bottom are also displayed in quite interesting kind of diorama scenes uh, they've got kind of a few fake streets and things like that that um, a lot of the cars are placed on and one of my favorites in those dioramas is actually a Morris Bullnose that had been kind of bashed up and and hit in period and had been kind of re recovered from the museum but kept clean and tidy but never kind of re-put back together I'm not even sure from the kind of mangled mess that it was that it would be possible to put it back together and it was part of a recovery scene they had a kind of period um, pickup truck and it was put towing back to the in in place little uh, garage that they had on the diorama with some kind of figures and things involved it was really very interesting I really love seeing uh, that car I've also got a kind of favorite piece of auto memorabilia there uh, I spotted it a few years ago when I went originally it's uh, a beautiful kind of bag or picnic bag or something uh, that's got a load of logos that are not necessarily all kind of same mark or family of cars as well as some kind of logos more generally to do with automobiles and um, driving and it's a, a very beautiful kind of period example and I'm just fascinated by it and I would so love to own a very similar one because it's got MG's and Morris's and, and all those kind of uh, Leyland and BMC cars but it's also got the cars that I grew up with on it like the Singers uh, there's a big bit that's a Singer Gazelle which is obviously a, a personal favourite car of mine so really uh, a very beautiful kind of thing that I, I love to kind of check that it was there and, and get an updated photo of it uh, and hopefully I can find some more information out about it know anything about it I'd, I'd love to kind of know what sort of things I should be searching for online so the Motor Museum uh, itself is very interesting uh, got quite uh, a wide selection of cars like uh, I said that that selection of early cars is really brilliant and uh, kind of not comparable to anything else that I've seen it's definitely understandably on that list of places you absolutely have to visit if you're a car enthusiast in the area Bewley obviously also has the kind of auto jumbles and other things that are there for the car enthusiasts um, in other times of the years so it's it's definitely a place that needs to be visited and if you can visit it in your classic car even better.
so after we'd done the kind of car main kind of collection and things like that we grabbed ourselves some lunch from uh, the, the, the cafe part and uh, then headed down a really lovely woodland walk not something that I've done in my previous visit towards uh, the house I actually really recommend doing the woodland walk you get to see some really interesting history of the kind of grounds and the house uh, as you're walking around and kind of stately homes and things like that are of a personal interest to, to me and my partner anyway so it was a really nice walk around and to see the kind of history of the grounds and then we got to the house again not something that I'd seen before but I was really very impressed with it it at the time had uh, staff members all kind of dressed up in period uh, clothing uh, playing out the roles of uh, members of family staff so that you could uh, interact with them and learn more about how the house used to be run in the past and there were some very informative kind of bits of information around the house telling you about the history of the family but it was interestingly all written in first person from either the perspective of the current Lord Montague or uh, the previous Lord Montague and it was really very interesting to kind of have it presented to you in that way with those kind of integral memories that they have of their lives there integrated into what you're learning about it if you are going for the cars you should not be kind of dismissing going to the house there's a lot of really interesting information at the house about uh, the kind of relationship of with cars that the family has and uh, some fantastic displays of things like trophies and also kind of little bits and pieces that perhaps you can relate to collecting uh, such as kind of wooden figures of cars or uh, little models of cars and things like that that are all stored in the house and presented there along with kind of some other beautiful and interesting parts of uh, family life. After that we headed to the Secret Army Exhibition which was something I don't think was there uh, the last time that I went but was really uh, very interesting just a kind of a little thing about uh, Bewley's involvement in SOE operations and uh, a lovely kind of addition something else that's really worth kind of having a looking at and seeing We had a little bit of a wander through the beautiful gardens. It was very quiet and peaceful in there and um, really uh, a lovely kind of uh, walk and stretch of legs and getting a bit of fresh air and, and just taking in uh, some really beautiful plants and things like that. And I've completely forgot, but actually before we had lunch, we went on the monorail and the monorail kind of goes over the gardens um, I love the monorail at Beauty I think it's so much fun to kind of see everything from above and I love that they included it going in over the um, motor museum so you kind of get that aerial view of some of the cars as well 
and I got some really great footage of kind of going over that but also uh, being able to kind of see the gardens and the house and things from this almost aerial uh, bird's eye view of it and then being able to walk around and get a much closer look afterwards is is really cool and then we kind of popped over and had a, a little wander around the abbey and uh, the, the kind of monastery bit there again really interesting there's just so much to see and um, uh, there's just so much to see and it's uh, just a really lovely um, place I, I think I'd kind of we'd done a bit of a kind of rush job I guess when I'd done it previously we'd have to um, kind of get on to the next place that was on the agenda with the club so we had lots of things to do and we would really only done the motor museum but for kind of the price that you get in for it's really worth going and having a really nice day there you can kind of also tie it in with walking around uh, the lovely village and obviously that scenic drive it's it's a really I, I rate it perhaps more highly than I would have done um, in the past thanks to revisiting it and um, it was just a really nice museum and some really great examples of, of some cars I'd love to hear about any of your experiences of uh, Bewley and any happy kind of memories that you've got of visiting there. If you've enjoyed my experiences of Bewley, you should definitely check out Austin 7 Adventures on YouTube as uh, Liam and Beth have recently taken their Austin 7 to Bewley for the Austin 7 Rally and they had quite a different experience being part of a car club that was exhibiting and having their rally on on the grounds there so uh, another kind of angle of it there thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed uh, my little kind of review definitely worth a visit make sure that you enjoy your driving as well down there you can understand why um, Lord Montague wanted to have such beautiful cars to kind of drive around such a beautiful part of the country but thank you so much for listening uh, drive safely and happy motoring